Hi, and welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast, a podcast and commentary about VR gaming, VR news, VR hardware, and VR reviews. I'm your host, Nick Lane. It's uh, episode 12. This is being recorded on Sunday, April 12th, and we have a, a special guest and co-host for this episode, and that's Justin Davis, also known as Mame Fan on YouTube. Justin, how you doing, man? I'm great. How you doing, Nick? Thanks for Pretty good. Me. Pretty good. You're, yeah, yeah. My pleasure, man. I'm glad you're able to uh, uh, to join us for this, and it's it's nice to do a podcast uh, with someone else. As uh, as my my other gig as uh, doing a pinball podcast, I get to do it with my buddy Kevin Manny, and uh, doing a monologue is a little more challenging. So having somebody to kind of bounce ideas off of and actually have a conversation is nice. Yeah, I watch your other show all the time. It's awesome. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I think is this the first time you've had a guest? Yeah, so I I've, I've I I had to like throw caveats out. So I, I, I in an ideal world, I would have like um, a guest every time. I like the idea of having a co-host and, and bringing people in to rotate. Um, I've just kind of shied away from jumping into that because of the planning aspect and worrying about messing things up. Um, but I've always had so much on my plate that unfortunately sometimes this podcast takes a backseat to kind of the other streaming and stuff that I do. Um, but um, I, I feel it's time and been looking forward to uh, having you on. You've, you've certainly been helpful to me in, in kind of my VR journey as well. Uh, so I appreciate that. Anytime. All right. So what I what we're going to do, the, uh, the format today's show is uh, we'll do a, a little interview so we'll get to know who you are, uh, talk about your gaming background, things like that. Normally, we, we talk about the news. There's, there's not much that I, I think I'm excited to dive into news-wise for VR. And, and you mentioned you didn't have much either. So I, we'll use the rest of the time to uh, talk about some gaming reviews because, as I mentioned as the, at the last podcast, um, a lot of us have a lot more time on our hands given the pandemic that's going on. So a good way to fill that time is, is gaming. Uh, so if we can point uh, other people into the right direction and guide them to some games that maybe they should be playing, feel that's a good use of our time. And the games that we're going to be uh, reviewing is Half-Life Alex. Like, first of all, who has not heard about that or, or, or played it or, or read some reviews? But it, it's obviously an important game to talk about. Um, we're also going to do a review of Grip Combat Racing. And Justin will take that because I have not played it. And then uh, last but not least, we'll do the, uh, a review of the new Iron Lights. And, and I've played that, but Justin has not. So um, let's kick this off with uh, a, a brief interview. Justin, can you tell us a little bit about uh, kind of who you are and what your gaming background is? Okay, I'm 40 years old, so, you know, I started in the 80s, you know, in my gaming history. Uh, I, I was in arcades even, even as a very little kid. I got my first console, uh, I don't know, maybe around 87, the Sega Master System. So I ended up being a Sega kid. So I, I got every every Sega console, basically, that ever came out. Um, and so I, I had Sega... 3D glasses that came with, I mean, with, came with my Sega Master System, and that's when I first discovered 3D gaming. It had active shutter 3D glasses, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. It was the, the start of me wanting to, like, actually get inside of the game, and that leads to, you know, VR now. In 2014, I discovered VR, because uh, there was an Oculus tent out at, uh, Udvar Hazy is the science museum uh, up near me, where 
Interstellar was playing at, at IMAX, and it was sold out, and I couldn't see it. But there was an Oculus tent there, and they had DK2s, development kit twos there for people to try out. And I, that's when I first realized, all right, this VR thing, this is something I need to get into. And um, so my my girlfriend, as a as a surprise, bought me a DK2 as a gift for my birthday. And that it, just from there, I just went nuts. It was DK2, then I bought a Gear VR as soon as that came out, the prototype version that worked with Note 4, then a Vive, then an Oculus, then uh, PSVR, then Valve Index, then Rift S. I, I bought Pimaxes, I bought Odyssey, uh, Odyssey Samsung Odyssey Plus, um, you name it. And I don't know, I can't get enough of it. Well, I mean, so there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, you have a, a great pedigree. First of all, I didn't even know that there was um, the Sega Master System had that kind of uh, 3D glasses. I, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I'm a mm-hmm. I'm a Genesis guy myself. I got the mm-hmm. Sega Genesis and kind of went through that and Dreamcast and all that good stuff. So that's something new. I was gonna when you said that your girlfriend bought you uh, your first headset. Did, did she regret doing that and sending you down that path? Huh. she might actually. I joked with her about that before. <laughs> And uh, yeah, because yeah, she's not into it at all. Like we, we actually tried that together, the the DK2 uh, at that little demo thing, and she was just like, eh, wasn't that impressed? But I was blown away. And yet she's still like, I think like a lot of the a lot of people that try it are just kind of like, eh, that's nice, but whatever. But you know, then there are people like us that are just like, holy shit. Do you remember what game that it was that you tried? Yeah, it wasn't even a game. It was this interstellar tie-in experience, um, and, and it was just like a passive thing. It's a, it was just like a video, but it was 3D and like all the stuff flying around you. It was like you were inside of a spaceship with things like flying around, floating. You know what? I, uh, I remember going to this place. I think it's called the Buffalo Game Space. It's um, a place for like kind of local developers to work on games, mm-hmm. and this was in 2014 as well. And I, they must have had it must have been a DK too. And I remember kind of like um, like a, a space, like almost like um, uh, what is it called? Like a planetarium kind of thing that you're in. Is that, is that mm-hmm. what it was essentially? Yeah, Udvar Hazy is that type of place. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so th- that that was the experience I tried. That was like my my first VR experience, and I think maybe a roller coaster as well. I mean, I wasn't blown away. I was more or less like, you can you can see like what the awesome stuff is that's going to be coming down the pipeline, right? Yeah, like, exactly. So that was that was a that was an important experience. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I wasn't blown away by that experience, but yeah, I agree. I, I was like, all right, I need to see more of this because this is going to be awesome in the future. So what was the first VR experience to have or, or first game where you, where you, you were just kind of, it blew your mind? Mm, good question. Like in 2016, I got a Vive at launch and it was maybe maybe Vanishing Realms. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, played, that. I played that game, yep. When that came out, that was a launch game. That, I think, blew my mind more than, you know, because other stuff that came out then, like Super Hot, that was another one. Uh, you know, and then there was a Space Pirate Trainer and uh, Raw Data. Those all came out around the same time. I think Vanishing Realms, because I like first-person, like, uh, fantasy, uh, you know, like medieval fighting, like, you know, Zelda type of games. That's, that's kind of my favorite type of thing. Okay. Um, so probably that game. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the mood for I, I'm waiting for like a really good co-op dungeon crawler. Now, I mean, I know that there's Carnage Chronicles, but it's mm-hmm. still 
you know, it's it's being made by a, a team of three, right? You know, I'm just waiting for the kind of like that stat building, long, you know, 20 hour dungeon crawler game. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, yeah. The best, the last one was Asgard's Wrath, which we both played, and I love that one. And um, but I think Skyrim is still my favorite game. I think it's my favorite game ever. And yeah, yeah. I only played it in VR. Never even played it flat. Me too. And, yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that just that blew me away more than anything. I think. I I would agree. I I know in my uh, Steam library. The game that I have the most time is is uh, Skyrim VR, and the funny thing is I have not played it much in the last year at all. It was yeah, like all kind of upfront. I just went nuts, and I I can't even believe that I spent seventy hours in VR in that game, yeah. um, because it just went by so quick. I know. I feel the same way. I, yeah, I did a hundred, and I installed a lot a bunch of mods. I bet you did too. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I installed a bunch of mods, and I think I made a mistake on some mods. So after twenty hours in, I had to go back and replay it. And normally, I would never play a game again after spending 20 hours of my life, but it was just so good and yeah. so impressive at the time. Yeah. And the DLC came with it. So like, I did all the DLC and I think there's still tons of stuff I still haven't even done. Like places I didn't find, you know? Oh my God. I need to go back when I have a, a period of time and just, uh, and just beat the, the main quest, the main story. Yeah. I, I owe it to myself to do that, especially after spending so much time investing into it and, and doing all the modding. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, that you know, it's interesting. Um, so you, you said you're 40, and, and we have a similar kind of um, um, gaming pass in terms of consoles and kind of being able to see the evolution of gaming. I'm going to be uh, 40 next month as well. So I, I think there's a sweet spot in this age group, and you know, maybe people 10 or even 20 years older that have just seen the evolution of gaming and have have waited for so long for VR. Um, remember, you know, seeing the promise of VR in the '90s and, and just having to wait like 20 years for it. Whereas, I, I don't know I, I, um, if this is true, but maybe somebody who's 20 years old, I don't know if they can appreciate it as much, or if they take mm-hmm. VR for granted, or if there's a cost barrier to it, which has now, of course, become you know lowered uh, by the Oculus Quest. But uh, um, I, I do notice that a lot of the people who are really just blown away by it or, or, or shocked by uh, VR are people who have been able to see that evolution. Yeah, younger people I've talked to, they all seem to want to play multiplayer, Fortnite type of stuff. And, you know, they don't seem very interested in VR. And, yeah, that's a good point that we were, when we were kids, we were already thinking about it and, and hoping, like, just dreaming of being in the games. And they don't seem to be that, you know, impressed by it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's a access thing in terms of like you know we, we're at a point of our careers where we can go out and buy an expensive gaming rig, right, yeah. and buy a, a, an index index and not really blink at it versus you know someone who's 20 years old and in college or high school or just getting out of high school can go out and and purchase a, a really expensive high end gaming machine. So there's yeah. there's some of that that's going on, I'm sure. Yeah, I've had some kids here because I have an arcade here too. And they've come here and they'll play arcade games and they've tried VR. And um, yeah, I mean, they think it's pretty cool. The, the smaller, you know, younger kids, I think like teenage type kids, maybe, maybe didn't, maybe weren't so into it. I'm not sure why, but yeah. 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 It's interesting. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I mean, I, you know, e- esports is a big thing. It's going to only get bigger. Um, I've got to imagine in five years that you start seeing the tide moving to, um esports and, and vr and and vr mm-hmm. will take over but but who knows who knows i, I put i would put money on it but that yeah way. yeah 
All right. Um, what so? What is your gaming setup right now? What are you running in terms of of uh, your, your desktop computer? Okay, so I have three VR PCs. I have. Oh wow. Yeah, I so like two of them are i7 8700Ks with one has a 1080 Ti, one has a 20, uh, you know RTX 2070. Um, those are the two main ones. So like one I use for you know like I, it was my Steam VR machine, you know, so that's like the Vive and now the Index were used there. And then I have a different room where that was like that used to be the the original Oculus Rift setup. So I had I had the camera setup everywhere, the three camera setup. And so when I have multiple people here, I can have them playing the same game together. But then um, upstairs, I have a third PC. I've never had three people playing together at the same time. Um, but I guess I could do that now. And then I have a PSVR upstairs. Um, the third PC up there, that's like the weakest one. That's a you know i7 3770K and a 980 Ti. And yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a setup. That's that's pretty sweet. I mean, I, that's got to be a nice experience where uh, not only can you have people over and they get to try VR, and you're going to be a good guide in terms of what to put them in, uh, but to hop in and play a game with them as well. Yeah, so I have two Steam accounts. I have my main account, but then I have another account where I've bought the same copies of the games my other account has. So that way, we, you know, I can have people playing. Like, for example, we were talking earlier about Carnage Chronicles. That's one I, I put people in, and, you know, there's you know tons of other good multiplayer games that I've put people in together. Nice. Well, and, and before I asked you uh, what your favorite VR game is, and you said that's going to be tough, but I know you have a lot of games. You played a lot of games. What are some of your favorites? You don't have to pick a favorite, but what are some yeah. that, that you'd like to recommend to people and you've spent a lot of time in, other than well, my, Skyrim, of course? Yeah. Skyrim's number one. Skyrim VR. Um, I think Asgard's Wrath might be my next favorite. I, sp I put 42 hours into that, and I still have tons more I could do into that in that game. Half-Life Alex, which we will be talking about, that is up there. Um, I would say Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Um, hmm. I'm looking at a list. There's so many games. Jet Island. That's definitely one of my favorites. To the Top. Did you play To the Top? I'm, I'm aware of it. I've never played that game, though. It's, an ex it's like, you know, you're flying. You just feel like a superhero flying through the air, doing parkour. Um that's tons of fun. Subnautica. Subnautica, okay. I put 60 hours into that. That was awesome. Even though that's just gamepad. That was awesome. Um, I can't remember what else right now. Um, nice. That's, well, I mean, that's a good list. That's a, that's a, that's a good comprehensive list. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then, and then uh, last but not least, so let, let's, you've got a YouTube channel. Um, which mm -hmm. is you go by the name of Mame Fan. Um, why don't you do a little plug for it and tell uh, tell the folks a little bit about your channel and what what goes on there? Okay, thanks. Um, so Mame is multiple arcade machine emulator. I've been into emulation since uh, like '98 when I discovered it, um, and that's when I think that's when Mame came out, maybe '97 or '98. So yeah, I'm a fan of Mame, and I have an arcade cat, a four player arcade cabinet and I make videos and I take requests. So people will request, you know, arcade games and I'll play them and I'll try to beat them. And I also do, I have, you know, two pinball machines. I have monster bash remake LE and I have champion pub and I've done videos of those and I do VR videos too. And I have a green screen. So I, I usually do green screen VR videos so you can actually see what I'm doing while I'm playing. Like, 
you know, I read my most recent stuff was uh, Half Life Alex playthroughs. Um, just yeah, just like you did recently. Yeah, yeah, very nice, awesome. Yeah, check it out. And I remember uh, it was, must have been in the summertime. I saw your video where you were kind of going through the headsets you had with uh, the Quest and and the Index, and I found that very informative. So, mm-hmm. uh, great video. Highly recommend people check that out. Thanks. All right. Well, uh, well, the news is going to be brief to non-existent. Uh, I do want to give a plug and mention that. I've created a YouTube channel now and a Twitch channel uh, with the same name as this podcast. So it's uh, a Veer Gaming Podcast on YouTube. And then uh, on Twitch, uh, you can find it by going to twitch.tv slash VR underscore gaming underscore podcast. I know nice and not necessarily confusing, but the underscores can throw things off. Uh, The reason being is that I, I, I do enjoy getting... VR out there as much as possible and promoting it and uh, kind of fighting the, the noise of 2D gaming. And I had been putting, um, doing some streams on the Buffalo Pinball Twitch channel and also uploading some things to YouTube. But I did a playthrough of Half-Life Alex myself and um, started almost spamming the Buffalo Pinball um, YouTube channel with uploads of that. So I don't, to, to avoid any confusion, I've just created a place to kind of deposit all of the um, Videos I do when I, I play some games. Um, so a lot of the games that I, I talk about going forward and reviewing, uh, you'll find live streams on Twitch. I'm dedicated to doing those on uh, Friday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern, uh, Saturdays at 1 o'clock, and then Sundays at 2 o'clock, usually streaming for at least an hour. A lot of times I'm playing with people. I'll be playing with Justin. I'm sure we've we played games before. And then uh, I'll be uploading clips um, onto the YouTube channel. Uh, you can go see. There's uh, there's videos are starting to accumulate now. So check that out. Uh, any any news that you you think's worth mentioning uh, right now, Justin? I don't think there's much going on. Okay. Right now, yeah, like uh, no no ga- no games come out anytime soon. I don't think. That's 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 the one bummer right now because we're, we're going to shift gears and talk about Half Life Alex, but uh, the the sort of what is next, and I keep on looking at what do I have to look forward to, and I'm a little bit worried. Here are the two that I'm looking forward to: Lone Echo Two, because Lone Echo was a game I could have listed when I said some of my favorite games, and then there's Medal of Honor. Yeah. So, but I can't. I'm not sure what else. Yeah. Do you and do you know if there's a release date yet, or at least a quarter that Medal of Honor is coming out? I don't. I, I I feel like originally they said March. Okay. Maybe originally. I meant quiet. like the March that already happened. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I would. I, those would be the ones that I list. I mean, I, Lone Echo is like an okay game in my book. Um, I'll, I'm sure I'll, I'll get the second one because I'm hungry for games. A Medal of Honor. I think I'm particularly looking forward to. So that's good. And after that, I'm a little worried. Um, I'm hoping that Valve. Uh, because of the, the success of Half-Life Alex, will uh, I hope they have something in the pipeline, right? They were supposed to have three games. That was the rumor, right? Three games, uh, three VR games that they're working on, but we just don't know what that those other games are. Um, yeah, it's they, kind of anybody's best guess. And they shot down Left 4 Dead. Which is scary, because yeah. I think that would be a great game. I think what we need now, we, we had this great single-player game, and the nice thing about putting a, a single-player game um, out is that you can kind of control it. You can control the parameters. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about a huge base to go online and play because the worst thing is you you create a VR multiplayer game and you can't find people to play it, right? It just is yeah. dead in the water like some, a lot of the games are. Um, but now that they've led with that single-player game, 
I think they need to come out with a multiplayer game that's going to be a big hit. Maybe maybe it's Team Fortress. I don't know if it's not going to be uh, Left 4 Dead. Yeah, Team Fortress already was in VR. Um, I don't know if it still is. There's, you know, just with like you know, with no motion controllers, just like you know, I never tried it. Did you ever try that? That was like before I. That's like like before my quote unquote time, right? So I got into yeah. VR in like November 2017. But yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I never I never tried it. Yeah. But so yeah, I, maybe maybe that'll be one. That's what we need. We need a we need a, a multiplayer game. And I mean, Pavlov does an awesome job. Rec Room does a a, a good job as well. But we just we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Um. Let's well well without further ado, let's uh let's go into a review of Half Life Alex. So Half Life Alex came out uh, a few weeks ago. I think the three weeks at this point. Uh, March twenty third, uh, this year, and it retails for fifty nine ninety nine. If you bought a Valve Index like me and Justin have, then you got it for free. I think even if you bought controllers, right, and yep. not even the headset, you would have gotten it. So that's that's really that's good of Valve. Good on them. They didn't have to do that. People would have bought that, bought it anyways. But it was just a nice move on their part, especially considering the the system's a thousand dollars. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, the rundown of other uh, reviews. We talk about the overview, objective, graphics, sound, controls, immersion, and elastibility. We'll kind of go back and forth here. Uh, the overview and objective of the game is is if, if you live in a cave and you don't know, this is um, it is is in a way it's not Half Life Three, but it is the third full Half Life game, and it happens between the events of um, Half Life One and Two, and you play as the character Alex Vance, which is uh, a character like a, a a side character in uh, Half Life Two, um, so you're not the the main character. Um, uh, that you are in the other Half-Life series. So, so you're, you're playing through her story. And uh, this is a, uh, a horror, a first-person kind of horror type of game. Um, it's level-based. It's not open world, so you're moving from one point of level to the, uh, to the next. And uh, my completion time, I didn't look at my Steam before hopping on here, but I'd say about 15 hours is, is kind of a good estimate and how much somebody's going to invest into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I had 14, um, but yeah, and some people, I've, I've heard of people having crazy low numbers, but I know some people are doing speed runs, but, and then I know some people that are probably going to take more than 20 hours. Yeah, I, I was happy to take my time through this game. I was, <laughs> I never wanted it to end. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I dragged my feet a little bit just because I, I was dreading uh, having it be over. So mm-hmm. um, let's start off with the, the, I think that's a good overview. Do you have anything that you want to add to that? Uh, just that I, you know, in 98, I, you know, I played Half-Life and then I got Half-Life 2 when it came out. And then I got episode episode uh, one and two as soon as they came out. So, you know, I was a pretty big fan. But I forgot a lot of that history by the time Alex came out. So I had to watch a video to remind me. I watched like a summary video of the whole story before I played Alex. Yeah. And Valve recommends playing through them, even though... Um... And we're going to do a, a spoiler-free review as best as possible, but they do recommend at least playing through or being familiar with the story if you mm-hmm. want to get the most out. You don't need to. I mean, you can certainly hop in and have a great time. It's not going to hinder your experience, but um, um, it might lend to the appreciation of it. And and yet, I I played the first two. I remember in '98 playing it, and then uh, I took off from work in 2004 when I was in grad school and and, mm-hmm. and played Half-Life 2. And I carried down the tradition of taking off from work and playing it uh it again this year. So, mm-hmm. 
um, great memories from that. Um, okay, graphics in the game. How? What would you? What do you have to say about the graphics, Justin? I think I think the graphics are probably the best graphics I've seen in a VR game. Like when I first when the game first started out and you're on that balcony, yeah, I was like, wow, I was really impressed with how clear everything was. Of course, I was using Index, and like the detail, even like far out of all those rooftops, um, I was really impressed. Do you think it's the best graphics you've seen? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think other games that you know kind of fight for that title, best graphics, is probably Asgard's Wrath. I think that maybe is is what people would list the most, but it just it seems to even blow that game out of the water. Yeah. Um, I was, I didn't know that VR could do graphics of that caliber, mm-hmm. and yet be so damn smooth, and and they accomplished that. So, yeah, I think yeah, my, that's the that's the one of the most impressive things there. Yeah, my performance was great. Like there were only a couple times where I could notice the p- performance was going down a little bit, like. In areas where there's a lot of like particles and effects going on, but like it was very minor, you know, it was yeah. smooth. Yeah, I uh, so I've got 2080, I just kept it at 90, uh, 90 hertz. Um, I actually didn't usually I bring open my uh, um, FS PVR or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. so I can see if I'm dropping frame. I didn't do it this time, I just hopped in and was starting to stream, but I was able to stream, not change and run the graphic settings. I think it defaulted at pretty much the highest setting. Looked beautiful, and the only maybe little stuttering I got was uh, I, I think we're both going to talk about the same same moment, but I like, kind of like when the alien world blends with um, like like the hotel level kind of deal. Like yeah. I, I noticed it there, but it's very rare. I mean, like one percent of the whole game, I even just noticed any slowdown. Yeah, and we both were streaming during all of our playthroughs, so that's another factor. Yeah, it was and and it just goes to show that uh, you can have VR games um, have just really incredible graphics, right? Like the mm-hmm. the idea that I've had in my mind is because look, you're trying to render to two screens to create that you know that, that 3D effect that there's compromises and it just it just didn't show. It just looked mm-hmm. so good. Uh, people who were watching my stream were kind of even just they were blown away and they were impressed with the uh, level of graphics that uh, they were seeing. Yeah, I bet a lot of people that don't really know VR see like rec room in the lab type of graphics and they think, well, that's just what VR is. But no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have a game that it doesn't have to be amazing graphics yeah. um, because it's not it's not just about the graphics. But it's nice that this game has shown that, my God, you can have beautiful graphics, which obviously helps with the immersion. And uh, you can have it running on, uh, uh, running smoothly. I mean, I have... I, I don't have like a 1070, but I've I've not have not seen really any a lot of complaints of, of bad performance on Half Life Alex. Yeah, I haven't either. All right, so graphics are amazing. I, I think it gets the title of the the best looking uh, VR game. What about the sound? I think the sound is some of the best sound I've heard too, and the, like the positional audio. Like I think I always knew like if I heard like say some head crab, like but didn't see it, I usually could turn my head and know exactly where that sound came from. Yeah, 100%. I, I think uh, sound in VR, uh, sound in anything, whether it's a pinball machine, uh, a 2D video game, but especially in VR, right, having something that's behind you and, and just being able to pinpoint that mm-hmm. uh, is super important. And again, same. Um, there's The voice acting was top-notch. Mm-hmm, um, the, the character that you hear a lot, uh, talking to you kind of in your headset is Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he provides some kind of some humor to, uh, you know, it's a, it's a horror game, but he's providing humor in, in mm-hmm. certain uh, moments. And then 
Um, your your character, Alex, she'll talk once in a while. And I think they handled this really well because, um, you know, in the Half-Life series, Gordon Freeman, who's the the main character and those and the other ones, um, he doesn't talk at all. And that's kind of he's just known for not talking. So yeah. I've, I've seen people mention that they don't like when your VR character talks. Maybe it breaks immersion for them. But I think they did it really good in this game where it wasn't heavy handed. She's it's not like you're just like, would Alex please shut up? That's not the case. Um, it's sporadic. And when she does talk, the funny thing is when I was streaming, um, I might say something during a moment in like a gunplay or after a fight. And it's like Alex would say the same or, or something similar. So yeah. it was just, there was a lot of thought put into it. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, the voice actor, uh, I think she did a really good job. Um, I can't remember if it was the same voice actor from, as from like the other episodes in Half-Life 2. But uh, yeah, I was impressed, and yeah, I never felt like it got in the way. I have played VR games where I did feel like the the voice acting got in the way. Like for example, Torn. Did you did you play Torn? And uh, no, I've not played that. Okay. I've, yeah, I've heard people. <laughs> well, there's a female. You play as a female, and like she keep she just kept annoying everyone with what she was saying the whole time. And yeah, Alex never was never annoying at all. Yeah, yeah, no, they 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 couldn't have done any better, yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned. So it was nice. Um, all right, let's talk about controls in the game because uh, this is a game that, uh, you know, Valve in, in many ways, I mean, they designed this game in conjunction with the Valve Index and certainly the Knuckles controllers, yet this game can run on um, other headsets just, just mm-hmm. fine. Uh, the, the Oculus, the, the Rift, um, the Windows Mixed Reality headsets, uh, the Vive, Cosmos, and um, even the Oculus Quest. Uh, what did you think about the controls? And I guess we you uh, we both used the index, but you also used the Vive wands, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I did a you know incredible incredibly long stream. So I did a nine hour stream, and then the next day I did like a five hour stream. So I ran out of batteries during the nine hour, and and so with the index controllers, I wasn't I it was pretty much flawless. I don't remember having any issues with controls, but once I switched to Vive. Maybe because I'd gotten used to the index, I was having lots of problems. Mm. Um, well, and trackpad, you had to press the trackpad to move, which is always a problem with Vive. I, you know, I always want to just like touch the trackpad to move, because pressing the trackpad just doesn't work well. It's and uh, like the way they had some of the stuff mapped, like grip wasn't really wasn't working. Like we were using grip to do a lot of stuff in that game with our index controllers, but like grip wasn't doing anything. I think with the Vive. Um, so there are issues like that, but as far as control, the only issues I have were there was no sprint and there was no jump. Um, I don't know if that's a control or a game design issue. Yeah. You. Yeah, that's right. Good point. I think I, I was surprised at first that there was no sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing, well, you can only speculate one. There's probably some comfort issues in there because, yeah. um, yeah, you probably played on smooth locomotion just like I did, right? Yeah, yeah. Even even though that the option is you can kind of do a dash, which is similar to uh, Doom VFR. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do a teleport, which is old school VR movement, and most people these days probably played uh, smooth locomotion. But yeah, there was there's there's no run. I think uh, it probably would mess with the pacing of it of the mm-hmm. game a little bit. And at first it seemed odd, but I I I didn't be I didn't miss it, yeah. you know, as as the game went on. Um, and yeah, there's, there's no jump, but again, you can, you can still hurdle over things that you're meant to hurdle over. Mm-hmm. It, it, I didn't find it a big deal, but I did notice it early on. It wasn't a big deal to me. 
was just kind of wished it was there. Um, yeah, so talking about teleport, so I've, I sold my Vive to uh, one of my friends, and he's had it for a while now. And he played Alex, and he said he had to teleport because, it, you know, like he he feels sick using mm-hmm. free locomotion in games. And I wonder how many people are like that, and how that's gonna be if that's gonna be an issue for VR in the future. Because I don't I don't know how many people can deal with free locomotion like we can. Yeah, I, I, it's a good question. Um, you know, when I read on forums and stuff, it seems like most people can deal with with and prefer mm-hmm. smooth locomotion right like if you yeah. put a game out that doesn't have smooth locomotion people will lose their minds these days right yeah yeah um yeah i don't know if it's uh if it's just like getting used to i never had to get used to it like I've, I've heard a lot of people um maybe they, they struggled with it but they would spend a little more time each day and then they're just like doesn't phase them right mm-hmm. that that seems to be prevalent it seems that every it seems that most people who have tried to get beyond um, motion sickness can yeah. that that maybe the and I and I wish I really knew a stat on this that that maybe there's only a small percentage of people that no matter what will never get beyond motion sickness but it's hard to really know what that what that number is yeah but again it was nice that certainly Valve you know they're they're smart they they gave all those options um, and and I don't think that the game was ruined by having smooth locomotion it seemed like it, it was natural. Um, mm-hmm. There's some like some rumors that um, they had been designing it for teleport all, all along, which might have been the case, but no, there was nothing weird in there, you know, by using smooth locomotion. Yeah, I read that it was in development for four years, so yeah, it probably was teleport back then for sure. Yeah, what did you think? Do you think the game took advantage of the uh, index controllers? Uh, I mean, there were, there were like cans you could crush by like slowly squeezing. And I remember there was like a soap bottle you could slowly squeeze. I don't, I mean, I don't think there was anything else that was specific to an index controller really. Um, Mm -hmm. even like a, a rift controller has analog grip. So I don't know why an analog grip couldn't do the same thing as, you know, an analog grip button that you can squeeze slowly. But what I heard was rift, like when people riff played it, they couldn't do that. They couldn't crush cans like that. They had oh, to weird. press a button to crush them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that was if that could have been intentional. Uh, I don't know to sell their indexes more. Yeah, it's it's not like you need to crush a can, but that's like <laughs> one of the first things that like I don't know why the the can was probably in the first room or something. You, for whatever reason, you pick it up and like yeah. I just grabbed it, like I had strong grip on it, and it mm-hmm. crushed. And I was like, "This is so cool, right?" Like it's just like <laughs> it's so small, it's not a big deal, yeah. and yet it makes it it makes a big difference in yeah. just the immersion. Yeah. Was there anything spe- else specific like to index? <sighs> I feel like they they might have even gone further with uh, some of the functionality like individual finger tracking like just didn't seem to matter in that at all yeah. and that's what the index is known for right that's the advantage mm-hmm. over even um the um the oculus touch right because it, yeah. it only tracks a few fingers but it didn't matter mm-hmm. um i don't i don't think there was much i i thought the throwing was really good it felt oh, really yeah. natural like it was just it was just on point that was the best like grenade throwing I've ever felt in a VR game. It was yeah, it always felt like it it went where I wanted it to go. Oh hell yeah! And uh, and I don't know where I bring this up in the review. This is not a spoiler by any way, shape, or form because there was news articles right after it was released. But um, I 
did, I, I realized after playing for a number of hours, there's no melee weapon in the game. So there's no, hmm. uh, Gordon Freeman is known for his crowbar. Um, yeah. uh, there's, there's no, there's no melee weapon. You're basically, there's, there's like three guns that you use and that's it, which is not a problem in my book. Um, but that was, a, it was a little weird. And, uh, the article that came out, I don't know if you saw this, it, um, the developer said they basically spent a year and a half of their lives trying to put, uh, the crowbar in there. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just they the interview or the article I read said they just it just they just had so many problems with like the crow like you're walking with the crowbar and like because of the way the crowbar is like you don't have it in your field of vision but you get stuck on the door because oh. the crowbar's bumping into the door. Hmm. So it's some of, you know some of the physics and it just presented like too much of a headache. Um but I I, I think it's find that there's no crowbar in it that Alex uses because I mean that's kind of that's Gordon's weapon so um, you know maybe we'll see it at some point who knows uh, but that was I thought that was interesting that crowbar issue sounds like Boneworks have you played Boneworks I I think you saved me from playing Boneworks <laughs> <laughs> it's worth playing but there's all sorts of janky physics issues like that you're gonna get you're gonna get stuck on it tons of things and you're gonna have trouble just climbing just climbing is going to be like a big hassle. Yeah, so I'm sure you know Valve. Like I said, they try to make it work. I'm sure they realize that. Listen, we just want to make this game perfect and flawless. We don't want to give anybody a headache with this. Mm -hmm. And it's it's smart. You know, the first go around, and you know, maybe going forward they can get a little more bold or, or figure out some solutions. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not in there. There's some minor melee. Like okay, so like I picked up a head crab and I started using it against another enemy and like that enemy actually like f flew backward oh nice so, like, there's some sort of collisions there i picked up a phone and hit it against an enemy and the phone was going it was doing like a phone sound like like if you picked up a, a an old uh you know like uh an old rotary or push button phone and you hit it against something that bell sound it was doing the bell sound every time i was hitting the enemy oh dude that's that's awesome so this yeah. is this is a nice segue into immersion we're getting into immersion yeah. and i saw a clip that they had uh, i think val posted it where um they grabbed like a chair and mm -hmm. a head crab like jumped at them at the same time so the head crab oh, yeah. lashed onto the chair and then they threw the chair like through a window yeah. like the, yeah. the physics in the game are so damn good like the, this world is so believable in terms of immersion I liked like like putting my hand like on a shelf and just like knocking objects away, like searching for uh, ammo and stuff. Yeah. Um, it just is just like perfect physics. Yeah. In the trailer, they remember in the trailer they showed her uh, on a cabinet like knocking yep. objects away, and I remember thinking, I doubt it's going to be that good. And once I got in the game, I actually tried it, and it was. I was like, holy shit! I was actually really surprised. Yeah, I had that skeptical thought because we haven't seen something that good in VR. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen a game that, that does it that well, but no, that's that's what you do. And then you need yeah. to do that so you can find uh, ammo and, and objects. The three games in VR with the best physics are Half-Life Alex, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, and Boneworks. Mm -hmm. um, Boneworks has the most... So, like, in Boneworks, basically every single object has, like, physics interactions, whereas, like, Half-Life Alex, not everything. You'll come across some things where you can't mess with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you might come across a radio right. where, like, it won't let you do anything with it. Um, then, then uh, Saints and Sinners had amazing melee. Yeah. Um, so they all have Half-Life Alex is kind of like maybe it had the least jank. Yeah. Had great physics with the least jank. So it's kind of like it might be the overall winner there. 
Um, whereas the other two kind of had some jank issues. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's that's a perfect way of of putting it. I think I think I at the end of the day, I want a game that is going to be able to push the physics as much as possible, but without any jank, right? So if you got to yeah. make some compromises, I'd rather you make the compromises than. Well, I haven't played Boneworks, but I, I don't want to get into a, a frustrated, uh, uh, frustrating situation. I want to see a live stream of you playing Boneworks now. Maybe. <laughs> if it goes on sale, I'll get it eventually. What's going to happen is I'll get bored of stuff and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll grab it because I do want to experience it. Yeah. But I, I know that I saw your review of it and you're basically, well, you know, there's, there's no story here. And I'm I don't I'm not a sandbox guy. Like mm -hmm. I know some people love sandbox things. I like yeah, it's, it's great. Tech demo sandbox is great. I need uh, I need more though. Yeah. I want I want a full fledged product. Okay. But I'll I'll I need to experience it, so I'll get it sometime. Yeah. Probably see me cursing a lot, which I'm known <laughs> for. <laughs> That's what I want. All right. Um, what, else, what anything else that you want to say for the immersion? I know that you know obviously the graphics and the sound all roll into that and controls all. It kind of builds up into that and this discussion on immersion. Hmm. Um. I don't think so. Okay. And then the the last category before we get to a rating, and and we'll also talk about um some negatives of the game. We'll get to that, but uh, what the category is last ability. And you got a single-player game here, so last ability, a lot of times, uh, it's more applicable to a multiplayer game, but you can still talk about it. Um, what do you think the game has in terms of last ability, of wanting to play it again and again, or yeah. you know, not uninstall the game? I beat it once, and I want to play through again. Like, I beat it on normal, I want to play it on hard. Then there are achievements that I haven't gotten. Like, there's an achievement where, I never saw it, but there's a gnome. Have you heard about that? There's I've a heard gnome. about that, yeah. Uh, did you see the gnome? I, I never. I don't remember seeing it. Um, it seems like that's something you would see. It's like right in the beginning, right? Allegedly, it's like Probably. the first or second room or something. Oh, okay. So you got to take the gnome all the way through the game, and you can't even like store it in your wrist. You have to carry it. And then there's <laughs> ones where you need to bring a beer or vodka with you back to Russell. I didn't do that. There's stuff like that. Um, yeah, I want to play through it again. I, I know people on some discords that I talked to, they've all played through it already like three, four times. Wow. Yeah. I uh I'm 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 not the kind of person who watches a movie again and again or plays the game again and yeah. again. So, um, if if there was a game that I would play through again, it would it would be this game. Just I, I want to go back into that world, and I do yeah. like it that much. Yeah. Um, which is I guess I guess that's a lot. So, I guess that's, that's probably the best comment I could put about last ability. Yeah. Um, I, I think we've had basically nothing but praise uh, for this game. Do you have any any criticisms uh, for it? Yeah, we already talked about the sprinting and the jumping. Yeah, okay. So I know, and I think you felt the same way. Whenever you got outdoors, you were like, oh, God, finally, right? And I kind of felt like there were a lot of corridors, just like dark corridors and kind of a lot of the same, same of that sort of environment. And once I got outdoors, I wanted to be outdoors. So I kind of wish there were, was more outdoor stuff um, than, than there was. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I didn't feel that way per no, se. No. I thought I was, I, I was happy with the varied environments. Mm -hmm. um, there were there weren't a lot of outdoors area. There mm -hmm. there's some, but um, it's obviously mostly uh, like dark corridors and you know winding around there. Um, I, I try to think of some criticisms for the game, and I and I just struggle uh, mm -hmm. to, to come up with any 
just because I thought that Valve ha- has put out basically the perfect game. And obviously, I, ha- I had high expectations. It's mm-hmm. Valve. It's, it's Half-Life. I don't think that they were going to drop the ball for a second on this. But um, um, I was so shocked. And I remember just loading the game up. And like you said, uh, kind of the, the, the balcony and when that, that giant robot's walking past, just mm-hmm. being blown away. Um, with just the scope and the scale. And this game, we haven't really talked about this, but this game has uh, some big moments in it yeah. uh, in terms of just kind of like the set pieces and explosions or, or scope and size that like just has, it just had me in awe of yeah. just that moment where I'm almost like shaking or just like in real fear and or just feeling small or, or, or uh, just under so much pressure. Uh, like no other VR game has even come close to. Yeah, there were a lot of holy shit moments in my yeah. stream. Yeah, there were moments where I just stood there with my mouth wide open. Yeah, yeah. I thought they they did the pacing really well. They mm-hmm. they really got the pacing of it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I, I've coming to understand that I'm a fan of like VR horror games, mm-hmm. not like Dread Halls, but more like you know Half Life. And like or like the Doom BFG mod, like yeah. that where I can where I can fight back, right? Yeah. You know, uh, but just kind of that uh, that 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 tension and that, a little bit of fright and apprehension. Doom Three BFG mod. That's another one to list in the top VR games. Love it. I gotta beat it. I have not I've not beaten it yet. I keep on kind of saving it. So, yeah. all right. Um, let's let's wrap this up into a rating. So the the scale that I, I run by is uh, zero to two. If you give it that don't wish this game on your worst enemy three to five is we all make mistakes six to eight is a solid game and a nine to ten is a buy it uh what would you say justin what's half-life alex i'm gonna say a nine um i don't know ign which i thought was awesome ign gave it a 10 out of a 10 and to them a 10 is a masterpiece i do consider it a masterpiece so i don't know should i say 10 um it, it, 10 doesn't 10 doesn't have to mean perfect right i i I, yeah yeah i mean Um, let's i'll let you i'll let you go if you got you can you can give an explanation behind the the number so you don't have to just let it let it lie there i sort of feel like nine is maybe too low but a 10 is too high so maybe a nine and a half you can do that nice okay so so, uh, this will be the i think this is the first game i ever gave a 10 to but it's a 10 out of 10 i was just uh it, it was uh it was a hell of an experience um Again, I was expecting a lot, and not only did they deliver, but they surprised me uh, many times. And I thought they handled, I thought they handled it, everything just very good. Um, you can tell that this is a game, as you said, that was been in the works for three or four years. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can tell that this is a, a large team working on it. They just had everything uh, ironed out. And uh, credit to Valve for launching the game on time when they said they were going to launch it, which is awesome too. That was surprising. Yeah, I was impressed by that. Yeah, that alone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my, so this is uh, takes the crown as my my favorite VR game. Awesome. All right, why don't you uh, why don't you take the helm and do a review of Grip Combat Racing? So Grip Combat Racing came out in like November 2018. I never played it, but recently there was a update that added VR support, and that came out yeah April 1st 2020, and. So at first I was like, ah, this game's, you know, 30 bucks, 29.99. I don't know. Let me wait and see reviews. But then they did a sale where it was $9. I was like, oh, well, I'm in. So I bought it and I was actually really surprised 
but how good it was because usually you know a flat game that gets a mod you know it's it's usually needs a lot of work it starts out pretty pretty rough but um the only issue i had was when i first started i didn't have audio but i found out later it's some games if the game window is obscured by any other window it'll it'll mess up audio sometimes so like i think some like nvidia do you want to like stream your game thing popped up and and that was what was keeping the audio from working so i didn't have any issues other than that and um so this game if you like wipeout so like wipeout omega collection for psvr is like one of the best racing games it's awesome i would recommend that to anybody and if you like that you're gonna like grip combat racing for sure um the graphics are are really good they're like i think it's unreal it looks like unreal level graphics um so it's like pretty much better graphics than than wipeout um and uh, yeah, I mean, no complaints there. The sound, uh, I would just say average, nothing special that I can recall. I played it for like an hour and a half, so I haven't, you know, seen everything. I tried a bunch of different levels. I did tried the campaign, but I haven't done multiplayer yet. Um, so I, I talked to some people on Discord that all did multiplayer, and they all loved it. And they said it was working well. So there you go. Um, what this is is it's like it's 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 if you like Mario Kart you're going to like it cuz it's you know you're you're racing and you're collecting power-ups as you drive so you know there's going to be stuff that you drive through and then that gives you a power-up so you can have a power-up on your left side and a power-up on your right side and you use your bumpers on your gamepad cuz this is a gamepad game i don't even think it has wheel support unfortunately so if you need a wheel um you know you probably don't want this game um so the two bumpers, and then the left trigger is brake, the right trigger is accelerate, and then you're using all your face buttons. One of them is a drift button, one is like a turbo or nitrous button, then other ones uh, like maybe change your view. I can't remember what the other button was. Um, so then there's uh, so the immersion. Oh yeah, so there's different camera angles. Are uh, you know there's like a cockpit view, then there's like a view where where like you're just seeing like the hood of your vehicle or you can be outside of it. I prefer to see actually I don't know. I didn't I didn't test the cockpit view. I tested the one where you see the the front of your vehicle, like the hood of it. And I like that. It felt good. Um in the trailer for this game, they advertised it is did you see the trailer, Nick? I was going to ask you, I, I, I really appreciate the trailer. I thought it was funny because, and, and especially because the game came out, it was a, it's a flat game, as you mentioned, and it came out their VR mod on April 1st. So go ahead. But yeah. And, and the trailer is just a guy puking the whole time, you know, and they're acting like, Oh, it's so extreme. You know, it's going to cause you motion sickness, um, which, you know, I don't know how, how well that sold their game, but that actually made me want it more because I want to test, test myself and push it. Um, and this game, yeah, it's it's pretty extreme. But I mean, I didn't feel motion sickness, but that's I I, I pretty much never do. Um, but this game, you're you're gonna be flipping all over the place in this vehicle. Um, sometimes your car gets sent on such a crazy trajectory that you can't even tell like where you are or or where. But like the game will kind of reset you so that you're straight again, um, just automatically. There's also a reset button for once, like for when things happen, like if you get stuck or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's extreme. Um, so if you're prone to motion sickness, I, I wouldn't recommend this game. 
Lastability. Um, yeah, there was a campaign that I was going through, and for okay, for nine dollars, this game is, is a no-brainer. It's an absolute steal. For thirty dollars, I don't know yet. I haven't played it quite enough to know for sure. If this is your type of game, if you like Wipeout, then I would say yeah. But otherwise, maybe wait for a sale. Like, it's funny, like when you see a game on sale, doesn't it make you a lot more hesitant to pay full price later on? Oh hell yeah! So yeah. this is so this is I, I, I'm sort of kicking myself. So I saw you playing this game and I asked you about it. Yeah. And uh, I, you're like it's oh it's a no brainer. So I bought it, and then uh, then I had a regret because I have like a, a catalog of games that I've just bought when it was on sale and I've not played it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up refunding it, which is so so stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, now I, because one day I'm gonna want to play it, so I'm gonna add it back to my wish list and wait for it to come on sale. Um, but I've just got so many games that I, I've been meaning to play. Yeah. And I I struggle to play games that I have to sit down and play for gamepad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know what it is. I, I mean, when I think of VR, I want to ha- be standing and using motion controllers. Yeah. But I've I've played good games with a gamepad, so it's kind of it's kind of a silly thought on my end to say that. Yeah, there are games like I said earlier, Subnautica. That's a gamepad game where, like, yeah, I would recommend it. No matter. Oh, then Resident Evil Seven. That's another gamepad game, but you need a PSVR. That's that's just one of the best VR games. Um. So yeah, there's some that uh, it, it, yeah, it didn't stop me. But I do agree with you. I prefer motion controls always. Um. So, as far as a rating, I played this for an hour and a half. Um. Maybe, maybe I'll say eight. Look, is that with the uh, $30 price tag or the $10 price tag? Uh, or would you factor? That's, that's tricky. That's a tricky yeah. thing. I'm, I'm making it difficult for you. I'm going to say $9 price tag, eight. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. that's solid then. There you go. I'm going to, I'm going to add it back to my wish list and, and grab it. But I'm also going to try to <laughs> play through my back catalog of games so I can catch up to that. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks for the review of that. So, We'll uh, we'll conclude this with a review of the game Iron Lights. Uh, Justin's not played it. I've played it for about two hours, so I'll keep that in mind. So this game is made by E. McNeil. Uh, came out uh, just a couple days ago on April 9th, and it's on Steam now for 19.99. That's the uh, that's the full price of it. Um, you know what? Let me see. Is it listed as early access? I'm trying to pull open my thing right now. I don't think it is all right so if i'm wrong about that please forgive me but i I don't think it is listed as in early access so all right iron lights remind myself of the name of that is kind of like this 1v1 melee fight um you're like uh, two gladiators in a like a like a futuristic arena kind of setting and um what uh, it's got a, a single player campaign, which it helps you kind of become acquainted with the uh, game, and it also has a, a multiplayer element to it. Uh, one really big positive of this game is it's not only out for PC, um, but it's also out for the Oculus Quest, and the Quest has such a big user base. Uh, it, the fact that this is crossplay uh, bodes well for this game. I think that there is definitely a desire to see or for somebody to put out a good sword fighting 1v1 game or even or, or even multiple people melee kind of combat game we we don't really correct me if i'm wrong justin we don't really have a a uh competitive multiplayer melee combat game do we 
There was a really crappy, janky one that I can't remember the name of back in like early VR. Um, but no, nothing, nothing good that I can remember. Okay. And, and, you know, games have handled melee combat in, in different ways. Some go for, um, you know, ultra like realistic physics and, and weight and stuff to weapons. Others like, um, um, uh, was it until you fall? Is that what it's called? I should review that game at some point. Yeah. Um, that that handles it more almost like kind of not quick time events but like in patterns that you got to slice in this yep. game I'm, I'm i'm struggling to describe it it does it like it's like a slow motion fight so when you're in combat um you you, you know you're staring at you down your opponent and you have an energy bar and you have health bar uh one move that you can do is kind of drag yourself face to face with your opponent so you approach your opponent and when you've approached your opponent um, you are on the attack and your opponent is on the defensive. So your opponent cannot damage you at that time. You're only able to do damage. And you're you basically using your energy bar at this point in time. It's kind of like a, a timed fight. Um, so you, you take your weapon and you, you, you strike your opponent while your opponent is simultaneously trying to block your, your blows. After you hit your opponent, whether it's their, their body or their weapon, you got to then drag that weapon back behind you to kind of, I don't know if they want to call it recharging it, but like you got to drag it behind you so you can reuse it again. Um, your opponent also has to do the same thing. So you, you, it's, it's kind of like this dance is going on, right? You're, you're trying to hit, your opponent's trying to block, then you put it behind you, then you, then you bring it out again. Um, you score more points for like headshots and, and, and things like that. And it's in slow motion. So you can't just like, it's not this this fury of blows, which I understand why they do in slow motion. It takes time to kind of get used to it. It it's I don't even know if the weapons have weight or if it just feels like it has weight because it's slow motion. It's weird. Um, I feel like it's the kind of thing where you're going to have to put hours into it to really kind of get the system that they're trying to use. Not to say that it's bad or good. It's just it's just a little different. This is just their way of kind of handling this. I'm sure they've played around with making it work. Um, so, so that's it. And then then you you kind of zoom back away from them and then they can zoom towards you and you're now you're on the uh, now you're defending um and they're trying to strike blows on you and it goes until one person one person dies um there's also some like ranged attacks that you can do um as well to your opponent so you know you're using your sword or shield to block the range attacks you can move a little bit to the left or right kind of in your physical space but uh, the game doesn't want you to kind of running around like a huge, massive room scale type of deal. You're, so you're pretty much stationary where you are. Um, that's the overview and objective of the game. I've played uh, about an hour of the campaign and maybe an hour of multiplayer just to get a feel for it. There's, I think, five different classes of, of fighters. So there's like a ninja who's kind of got like these two kind of knives, um, no shield. Um, there's a crusader with a, a shield and like a ball and chain. Um, there's a, a duelist who has kind of like a small shield and like a, uh, um, thin sword, et cetera. Right? So, the, so there's that. So there's different styles of play, which is nice, right? Like you can kind of, there's, there, that lends the last ability in trying to master and get good and, and experiment around with, uh, the different classes of fighters you can be. Um, the graphics in the game are, are not that great to be honest not that impressive uh if i had to put money on it it looks like it was made as a as a, as a quest game or or the development centered around quest which is nothing wrong with that i'm glad it's out on quest so we actually have a player base um and then 
uh, I saw a video review on YouTube and it, the graphics look almost identical, right? So don't go in expecting mind-blowing graphics, but it, it ran smoothly, which is important when you're playing kind of a competitive multiplayer game. Um, the sound the sound wasn't that that impressive. It gets the job done. Uh, most of the music tracks I didn't like. Maybe one was okay. Um, nothing nothing great. I don't think there was like an announcer or anything like that. I, I feel like it could use a little bit more polish, but I, I'm guessing this wasn't done by a, a large team, so that's fine. I will say this. When I played multiplayer today, even though the game came out a couple days ago, so there, there's probably a base, I didn't have any trouble getting into games. Um, I was hopping into games very quickly, so so that's nice. Um, you know, Hopefully this game has some life to it, because if you're thinking about getting it, I would say get it now uh, while it's fresh and it's new and people are playing it. Um, so that, that's something to take into consideration. Controls are, are, are simple, which is, is is good. You know, I grip on the index controllers. Uh, I swing my I swing my arms wildly, and I try to land hits on my opponent while also blocking. Very very simple. Um, this I should also mention that uh, I, I did a stream of this, so I will be putting it up on the YouTube channel so you can see me flail around. Probably looks ridiculous. Um, level of immersion, again, not 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 bad, not great. You know, I, I'm moving my body a little bit. Definitely working up a sweat. I like this game because there's there's movement to it. Um, you're trying to you're doing a little bit of dodging. There's not a ton, but there is some that you can move with your body. So I think that helps. Um, yeah, you know, blocking blows. It, it's it's pretty good. Last ability on this game, uh, I've got to I've got to see. I think only time will tell. I find that this game is addicting. I'm not sure if I'm I'm loving it, but I, I do find like I'm like okay, one more game, and that's a really good sign. Some of the reviews that I read, um, I think that some people are saying that there's some issues in terms of like only some classes are good. You can spam maybe certain attacks. I've not played it enough to find like these exploits, right? So I think that there is that concern. And I think that the developer is probably going to have to uh, be vigilant and make sure to um, kind of uh, patch, fix, or do some balancing uh, work on the game when people do find some exploits or find one way to win because that will ruin this game really quickly if every time you go into a multiplayer game there's only one class to to pick right like if everybody picked the ninja and you can only win with the ninja and you just spam a certain attack that that would ruin it um, so I think this is the kind of game that uh, the developer has to absolutely just be really vigilant on this and look at balancing issues but I, I've been happy with it. Again, I spent two hours. I want to. I want to play it more. It's a twenty-dollar game. If I get you know ten hours of enjoyment out of it, I'm I'm happy. So, I think out of the gate, because it does have a, a single-player component campaign, which is nice. That doesn't seem super addicting to me, but it, it will teach me the game. It gives me something to do because it has a number of different classes and the weapons are different each class, which will change the style of play. And because it has a good multiplayer base, I would give this game a 7.5 with room to get better. We'll see if it, if it grows. We'll see if the developer spends time uh, with it. But I, I, I think if you're looking to scratch that itch, if you don't, if you're okay with the game not being this uh, physics-based sword fighting game, it's not that. All right, this is this is very arcadey. If you're looking for an arcadey a melee combat game that you can play in multiplayer, then this might be the game that you're looking for. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to spending some more time. So I, I give it a 7.5. Okay. You, you said it was slow motion. So what speed are you moving in this game? So like, uh, when you're, when you're doing the fighting or defending, like if I move my arm really quick, 
my sword is lagging behind. You see it like in, in slow motion, right? Mm-hmm. My head moves normal. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's time. It's just like my, my body is lagging behind. My mm-hmm. movements are lagging behind. If I drag my arm back, you see the slur, uh, sword slowly follow it, you know? So there's like this drag or this lag in your movement. It, it, be, it seems like a weird flail fest at times. I don't know if it's if it is a weird flail fest or if that's just me not understanding, you know, kind of the strategy behind it mm-hmm. so much. It, it's hard. To, it's it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, I, the best way to describe it is I, I've been engaged with it. I've been wanting to play more. So that's good. Um, I'm just wondering if this is the kind of game that will fizzle out if I spend three more hours with it and I'm done with it, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, I heard uh, them talking about it on F Reality. You ever heard F Reality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of of, of their show. Yeah. What were they? Were they positive on it or? Well, that was Uh, a few weeks ago, right? Played maybe like a beta or something. Yeah, I think Zim. Yeah, Zim Talk. I think he was positive on it, and he played it against his wife. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of. I, I was sort of down on it the first couple games, and then it's maybe started clicking. This time will tell. I think I'll. I think I'll have a really good opinion in the five to ten hour range of it. Okay. Um, so I'm. I'm happy to kind of talk about it next podcast. Uh, give an update if it's still something that's that's stuck. But I'll be streaming more of it and I'll be playing more of it. Okay. All right. Well, I. I think that wraps it up. Uh, I want to thank Justin for for joining me as a guest. This is much more enjoyable when I'm not doing a monologue. So. <laughs> so. So. Thank you for lending your time and your expertise. Uh, to this show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. All right. Until next time, I hope everybody stays safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.